Guess who's back? Back again. Cheese is back. back. Tell a friend. Yes, sir. We're back, boys. What is going on? Welcome to the newest edition of Cheese and Chowder, the RML podcast. Season 2 coming at you. I believe this is episode 21. And as always with me is Chowder and I am Cheese. What's going on, buddy? It's been way too long once again, but we're finally back and we're doing it again. I didn't even recognize your voice. It's just been a, it's been a long hiatus. It's been a necessary hiatus for me to uh, kind of gather my thoughts and relax a little bit and not break any controllers in the off-season. And uh, I've got a brand new controller ready to go for Man 21. Hopefully it will survive. Nice. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I know Men 21 itself is nothing to write home about, but RML is something to write home about, and we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely. We have uh, yeah a good slate uh, on this episode, and yeah, I mean, yeah, new game. So I mean, obviously, a lot of us have it, but we haven't maybe played it a whole lot yet. But we're expecting to get the league going pretty quickly here. So um, looking forward to getting everything started so all right uh first thing we want to kind of talk about today is well let's just kind of wrap up the madden 20 um you know cycle i guess so we went nine nine seasons <laughs> my god guys i'm just gonna you know i'm clapping right now that was what a what a great effort by everybody i mean honestly what a what a awesome season what an awesome madden cycle it was 13 months over 13 months straight for at least a lot of the league, you know, with, without any breaks or anything. It's just ridiculous. And it really shows the passion that, like, the people that we have. We have the right group of people. We have just, yeah, I, I, I can't say enough about how, how proud I am of, of this league and, yeah, how much fun I have just, yeah, being involved in it pretty much every day, so... It's been awesome. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. It's been a great experience, and it's like all the extracurricular stuff, and we're working on some very exciting extracurricular stuff that we might talk about later, maybe save it for another time. Um, but all this stuff, and we put in a ton of effort and time into this league, and it's just so much fun and so re- rewarding uh, for all of us. And it's just like, even though Madden sucks, uh, for the most part, it just RML makes it worth it, and the friendships that we make and the games that you remember, it's an awesome experience. Yeah, well said. Yeah, this uh, like this league definitely makes a lot of people come back, keep coming back. Which you know, it's you know they should probably give us a, our own little salary for just having this league because I mean that's what eighteen hundred dollars a year that that's going straight into EA's pockets just because of this league. So. At least that much. So, yeah, you're welcome, EA. And, uh, no thanks to you. But all right, so let's uh, let's talk about the the first ever RML Hall of Fame class 2020. Uh, yeah, that was uh, something we did 
uh, within the last month or so. And yeah, I think it turned out pretty well. Sorry, I got hair in my mouth. Um, <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I got a cat, so that's, that's a Furball. common occurrence. Um, yeah, so that was, um, I mean, it, it was pretty, I think it went pretty well um, as far as how the voting went and how um, it turned out. I think everyone took it seriously, which which kind of a little bit surprised me, but not that much because, I mean, like you said, everyone's so dedicated and, you know, we want to see the best. I know there are definitely, I mean, I, I got to see every vote, so um, there are definitely quite a few people that were voting for their for their own players, and that's fine, you know, obviously. I know, Brad, you did it for sure, at least a few <laughs> people, um, and there's a few others. But, yeah, let's go ahead and just uh, go back over these. I mean, this is already on Daddy League, so it's not new information, but, um, yeah, so... The Hall of Fame class. Um, let's, we'll start with the honorable mentions, guys who just didn't make the cut. Um, we had Roquan Smith, linebacker of the Colts, Tyree Jackson, quarterback of the Saints, and Kyler Murray of the Oakland Raiders and Arizona Cardinals. And um, those three guys just missed by one vote each uh, at thirty, about 31% of the total uh, votes for everybody. I have a question. A, uh, yeah. So for the honorable mentions, so let's take Kyler Murray. Do you think that the trade to Arizona hurt his chance of getting in the Hall of Fame? Um, I mean, probably a little bit, you know, not to, um, you know, diminish anything Andy did, which he actually played significantly better with Kyler Murray than he did with any other quarterback. You can't deny that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Andy isn't Danny and, you know, I don't think he would even, you know, say that he's even anywhere near his skill level. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Danny with a with a mobile running quarterback with, um, you know, the abilities to be able to get out of the pocket quickly. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be a probably a different, a few different stats there that might have propelled him a little higher. But I do believe that a lot of the um, Real Madden players, real NFL players, definitely didn't get as big of a um, an advantage in this because everyone, you know, most of the people came over from, you know, the previous, you know, Madden 19. So we we all were familiar with a lot of these guys. Like, there's only three play or four players, I guess. So half of the of the regular, the official Hall of Fame class is real players, and then half are players that were keepers. So Madden created players. So, um, and and then the three players that didn't make it are all real NFL players. So and I think that got, probably played into it. They've got another chance to make the Hall of Fame this Madden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the real players can make it just about you know any year, depending on who who has them and how they do with them. So, so those are the honorable mentions. Let's go ahead and go reverse order. Um, number eight. So we did eight out of. Uh, 32 nominated, which if you want to see that, I believe there's a spreadsheet somewhere that has, or you, you can find the, the survey that we sent out. Um, but there are 32 players nominated, and um, eight of them qualified based on um, everyone had eight votes that voted, and we just took the, the top eight from there. So number eight was Aaron Donald, who is was the number one overall pick in Madden 20 Fantasy Draft. Uh, he played for the, the Vikings for a while and then um, then went to the Giants. And 
he got he got thirty about thirty five percent of the vote. And I think a, his career defining moment in Madden twenty is his strip of Melvin Gordon in overtime yeah. in the playoffs. That's a big one. Yeah, that was a close game. I remember that. That was a pretty devastating loss there. But yeah, he's he was a beast. I think he had a few forty sack seasons and definitely a few thirties mid 30 sack seasons i mean i think he had well over 200 sacks just in the nine years that uh rml was online so yeah absolute beast inside and out uh number seven we had another edge rusher and another beast uh montez sweat from danny's oakland raiders and then later traded to phil's 49ers so yeah, he got 42% of the vote. Um, so another de- defensive player um, that would be end up being the second of three total in the official Hall of Fame class. But, I mean, yeah, we saw what happened early on with his uh, situation being traded, what, for two firsts and two seconds after, I think, the first season or the first few seasons. I think that that's how Danny got him. So he actually wasn't on Danny's team even to start. So he kind of moved around a lot more, but... I think he had over 200 sacks as well. So he was, and he, what, he had like 90 speed, I think, for edge rusher. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a beast. All right, and then at number six, it's uh, Weasel's favorite and the original Green Bay Packer drafted, Walt Hayward, um, traded in his rookie season to the Giants. He got 50% of the vote. I think he won three MVPs in a row or maybe four. Um yeah, he was he was on a real big tear, and Weasel figured out how to use him well. And he was basically the second coming of Omar Payne. Well, who would have thought that the one giant to make the Hall of Fame in Madden 20 would be a running back that didn't even start playing till when he dropped, like season three, season four, right? Uh, and, yeah, so. And Jamie Birmingham, who was there from the beginning, yeah, the keeper, lighting the world on fire, is not on this list. His, yeah, first what four or five seasons he was basically the top receiver in the league but weasel will tell you this too i mean he definitely dropped off once walt came along because you know it definitely became more of a run first offense well and i think that just sums up madden 20 is how easy it was to run yeah if you had a if you had a top tier running back uh your your chances of you know winning alone went way up and also if you had good user skills with the running backs i mean yeah you have a real good chance of, of being an elite player. So, yeah, Walt Haver definitely defined a lot of this Madden season. Too bad he couldn't get a Super Bowl ring. All right. Then number five, um, arguably one of the, I would say, two best receivers in all of Madden 20, uh, Andres Chavez for the Niners. So, Bill, already a, uh, a two-time Two time, two people on this list, and maybe a third coming later. Um, obviously, one of those was traded, but Chavez was his keep, one of his keepers. And yeah, I mean, there's no denying he's a beast. If he played against Phil, I mean, it's it was unbelievable. He it really he made some ridiculous catches. I mean, anytime he's one on one, he's basically has like a you know realistic chance to make a catch over anybody. So he was really hard to defend. And he, I would say he's probably 90% of the re- reason that Phil 
had some success in this matter. But he had 54% of the vote. And then, uh, all right, let's go to number four. The other top two receiver, I think it's they're pretty arguable, but according to this Hall of Fame class, this guy tops him out. It's Bronson Callaway. Bruce's Pittsburgh Steelers, the receiver, he got 62% of the vote. And his numbers are insane. I, he's, I think he only, I think his lowest season was one of the last ones, which was, I think it was sixteen hundred yards. And I think every other season was like nineteen hundred plus, with like, I would say four or five that were well over two thousand. Yeah, he had some of the most ridiculous seasons. Like Bruce had such a good passing game. I was very, very surprised that Bruce never was able, never able to make it, like. Beyond, like, yeah, the first especially round, in the AFC, round. yeah. Like his offense was just so dominating with his uh, wide receivers, and uh, so you know a little bit disappointing from a team. But obviously, Bronson Callaway is happy; he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely feels good for Bruce. I'm sure to have someone representing his Steelers, and you know that's a team that a lot of people fight for. So he he's he's the he's the guy who gets the very first Steeler into the Arbel Hall of Fame. It's pretty pretty high praise there. All right, top three. Here we go. I, I don't think these, all three of these, in my opinion, were no question, no doubters. I don't think anyone, sh- I think all three, they should should have been 100%, which is absolutely ridiculous that we didn't have a single unanimous um, vote getter and no one was even over 90%. So pretty interesting. I guess that's probably because we had 32, uh, <laughs> 32 options. Probably should have limited. I don't think you have 32 options when you're voting in most sports hall of fames but anyway i we felt like you know giving everyone a, a fair shake plus it's cool to see your guys you know nominated but number three is tillman's seahawks the best running quarterback and the cover athlete of madden 21 lamar jackson 77 percent of the vote and well deserved of course the, the crazy thing is like I feel like he, his stats weren't, weren't even as good as they could have been. Tillman kind of saved him for certain situations, which made him even more dangerous. Like when you're playing him, like he wouldn't use Lamar the whole game. And then one play just like that, yeah. you know, he's, he's breaking he's like down Russell, the field. He used him like Russell Wilson in real life, basically. Yeah, which, yeah, it's just deadly when you're playing against him. I mean, you, you basically have to cover instead of a normal, you know, five, four or five, you know, receivers and running backs and tight ends. You're basically adding an entire another level of offense with his running abilities. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does in the new game. Um, you know, he's clearly going to be a lot better to start. So whoever gets him is so probably going to he's, he's got to be the number one pick. Yeah, unless someone has a keeper. But even still, I feel like. I, like I said, I have a quarterback keeper. Yeah. I have a quarterback keeper. I'm gonna I, if I get it, I'll probably take Lamar, uh, and and just trade my keeper. So, yeah, it's hard not to pick him. But well done to Tillman to get him uh, as a third inductee into the Hall of Fame. All right, top two. Don't think there's any questions about these. Honestly, I I think the question of the order of these two um, is probably a fair question to ask, but. Um, we'll just give it to you straight here. Uh, number two, kind of surprising to some, Omar Payne. Probably the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest RML player in all, of all time, at least in the amount of time that I've 
than in RML. Um, 81% of the vote, surprisingly low in my opinion. Um, he started with the Saints, again finished with Phil's Niners. So actually Phil has three different players technically that were on his team. <laughs> Only two of them were tra- traded for, but well, yeah. I, I think you, you, I think... you saw your fair share of Omar Payne. Oh, yeah, unfortunately. Um, I think his beginning of his career under BLD's ownership was obviously insane. And obviously, we're going back to Madden 19, too. Um, but beginning of Madden 20, he was on another level. And then the new ownership under Sarf, he was still using him elite. Like, I think if anybody had him, they would use him great. But I do think the back end of his career was kind of just nobody was really watching him anymore. With the 49ers. Yeah. He wasn't that setting thing, off records. Like I think that, that might have hurt a little bit of the voting. And that's yeah. why he's at 80%. It's kind of like, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Brady at the Bucks, But it feels kind of similar. Yeah. It's just like, well, also, I'll, I'll say this. Um, Sarv, mostly, but there are a few others. Uh, well, at the end of BLD's Saints run, I believe he started to kind of gather some other young, young drafted running backs to kind of dev behind Omar Payne. And I know Applewhite was a big one. And then, of course, Sarv got Kobe Dupree, who is his keeper now at the end of the run. And that's when he ended up getting rid of Omar Payne and sending him to San Fran, which I think that's a big factor, too. I mean, if you have one or even two extra running backs that you're trying to dev or also just try, you know, who are very, very good, would probably be starters on most teams then that's also going to take a lot of carries and stats away from Omar Payne. But just the name alone, I feel like, you know, Omar Payne has just been, you know, a household name, which, you know, I I don't think anyone else can say that really. So, yeah. Well done. Definitely deserved, yes. Congratulations. Yep. And number one, all in the number one of the Hall of Fame class of 2020 for RML is Devin Bush. And this one, again, I I don't think you can argue it. I mean, by far the most consistently dominant defensive player in RML, without question. Obviously, it helps that he was played by um, arguably the best defensive user of all time for the first few seasons. And another, well, really good defender for that season with that we shall not talk about. And then... Um, <laughs> And then, of course, Sarv, I mean, he's he's no slouch on defense either. He's definitely one of the top, uh, especially using a guy like Devin Bush, who's just a freak of nature. He's an athlete. He's just, he, there's just no, you know, playing against him. He's so good. It's just so it's so frustrating playing against him because he'll just, even if he's on the other side of the field, he'll be right over on the other side of the field in two seconds. And it's just, yeah. it's not even the passing game. It's the run game. Mm-hmm. And he'll close every single gap you find, and it just makes it a very suffocating game. Yeah. It's very hard to get anything going. Yeah, um, they're just the Saints were just a all-time great team last year, and that's why yeah. they got two two guys up in top two right here. Um, yeah, I, I mean, don't know makes, if they'll see anything like it. Some Super Bowl. I think Devin Bush and Omar Payne probably have, you know, each. I think each have what three, three or four rings. Um, maybe four, Omar might only have four, three. I think Devin yeah, Bush four. has four, but Omar yeah. probably has three. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, that's more than most, um, if not any player in the league. But yeah, I think Devin Bush was a top, maybe a first round or a second round pick too. Um, so definitely a huge, I mean, getting those two players 
as your you know your keeper and you know your your franchise defender and putting them in the, as the top two players in the all, the Hall of Fame is is pretty awesome. So well done. All right, we spent a lot of time on that, so yeah. let's go ahead and move on. They'll they'll definitely have the banners uh, in New Orleans next year. Yeah, they'll have two banners down for Devin Bush no and Omar Payne. No doubt. All right. Imagine, so imagine if we could do that in Madden. How awesome would that be? That would be awesome, but that would be asking basically for any amount of customization or, you know, just a decent video game. So that's not going to happen forever. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about Madden 21. So all the teams are set, boys. Um, if you didn't know this already, uh, yeah, the team you are is now, there's no more trading. I mean, you know, barring any ridiculous circumstances where someone leaves or anything like that. Um, then obviously we'll deal with so that. So basically, what Cody's saying is, you're screwed. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you were uh, if you're attending, I mean, it, there there are some tough divisions. I'll say that. Um, you know, there's some moving around. There's definitely some controversy. Um, but you know, we like we can't, you know, we can't help everybody out. Like you know, there's gonna be some people that are you know in worse spots than others, and. That's how it was last year. That's how it's been every Madden since the beginning of time. So it's unfortunate, but you got to make do and just win, baby. Just win. Um, but, yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about these uh, these teams and these divisions. And, um, yeah, so let's go ahead and just get started. Let's do the AFC first. Um, all right, so we got the AFC East. Right, I'm just going to list them off, and then we'll – kind of give our thoughts i guess on uh what we think of these guys but all right so the buffalo bills will be taken by chiz the dolphins are going to be run by one of the goats tillman and the patriots uh will be run by one of the newer faces but someone who's made a pretty big impression and that is roach and then the Jets, of course, trusty Al Bundy, his favorite Jets. All right, what do you think of this AFC East division? So, obviously, just uh, before we talk about all this, obviously it's hard without knowing the team, the rosters, but they usually just give us a pretty good sense, usually, of how good you will be. Um, AFC East is a very interesting, one of the most interesting divisions, I think, in Madden 21 so far, because I feel like everybody has a chance like to beat each other. Maybe not consistently. Um but I think Tillman is the clear favorite here. But Roach is newer, but he's been proven to be pretty good so far. I think Roach can give Tillman a run for his money. And then Chiz, um, he you know was in tough division last year, playing Danny a lot, and he eventually got over the hump and started winning against those teams. So I think he'll uh, be somebody to watch too. And then Bundy, you never know what Bundy. You never know what Bundy you're going to get. And, um, you know, I see him stealing a couple games here and there, but I don't think I ever see him winning the winning the division. Um, so I think like if we're gonna pick, I think we should let's just pick like a division winner that we think will probably win the most divisions. I guess uh, my pick would be Tillman. I think that's yeah. pretty obvious, but um, yeah, I think, that's a very exciting Roach division. I think Roach might get a shot at winning one or two, but yeah, I would say Tillman is definitely the clear favorite. Um, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I think with Chiz, I think he definitely needs to get kind of a little reset, and I hope he did reset with the last few seasons because he definitely was um, not as active as he, you know, had been in previous seasons. So I think with the reset, 
you know, some time off. Hopefully he'll get kind of back in. He, he definitely has the offensive uh, skills to, to compete with, you know, Tillman and Roach for sure. I mean, you know, Tillman's defense is obviously his one of his biggest strengths, but he's just super well-balanced. So, um, yeah, I don't really see, you know, anyone competing with him too much. I mean, he's one of the – I think he's the most winningest regular season player in, in all of men in 20. Um, so, yeah. Pretty good, pretty apt analysis, I would say. All right, let's go to the AFC North. And, yeah, so the Baltimore Ravens will be run by uh, Narco Steve. So Steve in the AFC North with the Ravens, but no Lamar Jackson. Well, he might. You never know. And then uh, the old Bengals and Cincy will be run by Sarve. And then the Cleveland Browns will be run by Cheese. Here, that's me. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, no surprise here, they're going to be run by Centra this time. So Centra getting his favorite team. All right, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the clear favorite, right? I mean, I don't think there's any, any doubt. We can just move on. Yeah, just like last year that you were the clear favorite in the NFC North. Yeah, uh, but you didn't win a division till the U.S. Yeah, stopped playing. I did pretty well. I mean, I, I was definitely uh, underperformed a lot more than I thought. But this is the year. This is definitely the year I take the next step. I mean, I took a pretty big step last year, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I'll say this. You know, I like Sarv. I like playing him. We actually have really good, um, really good battles pretty much every time we play, which is has been real fun. Uh, I know I, I have beat him once, but I, he did have some uh, injuries. So, you know, it was, you know, might have been a fluke, but we had two playoff games. Actually, the only two playoff games I had in all of Madden 20. And, of course, I lost both of them. The first one was that banger. Again, injuries, I think, were in that one as well. But um, still, it was real close and I actually lost in overtime. And then um, the second game was close for a while, and he pulled away at the end, but Still feel pretty good about my chances against him head-to-head. I feel like a few years I should be able to to at least split and maybe even take two. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely really good. I feel like he's probably the favorite in the division. But, yeah, I feel pretty confident that I'll give him a run every a few, you know, hopefully every season. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think Sarv will probably be the number one target in that division although like i've said and i mean most of the time i'm just you know uh arguing with him for fun and stuff and just kind of getting our beef up but it, it, i think i am very intrigued to see how he does without that saints team which is probably like an all-time great team like we said before right um not to take anything away obviously he's a good player but it helps when you have a team like that yeah let's so, see how his, let's see how he performs having to build his own team no offense again yeah uh, but, but we, we, you know we just want to see him kind of prove it i guess um, but yeah, I agree there, but I, I do think his user skills are good enough to, even with a not perfect team to still definitely compete in, in, you know, at least for playoff spots and divisions, titles, and even deep playoff runs. But again, the AFC definitely is probably the tougher division at the top. So uh, actually, uh, they're pretty close now, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but. Yeah. And, um, Sencher and Steve are interesting candidates too. And I, I mean, I think Sencher's a little better than Steve. But Steve, you know, Steve isn't bad. He just kind of was in a tough division last year, playing Weasel twice, playing Monkey a lot. Um, 
it's pretty kind of a little bit similar, but a little bit less top heavy here. I think in this division, um, like obviously depends on the team, but you know, Steve, I feel like Steve's always our sleeper. He just never yeah. has been able to make the next step. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe yeah. this Madden. Yeah, he's one of the guys that you, you can't really ever sleep on because he can give you a real big fight real quick. Um, but yeah, overall, I feel like he he has the ability to take the steps, but I'm not sure if it's just like his execution. Like I think he just takes too many risks, from what I've seen. I think mm-hmm. he kind of he's kind of one of those guys that you know just plays to have fun, which you know I'm not. That's there's nothing wrong with that, but. You know, I I feel like he's not one of the guys that's like gonna you know be grinding you know with practice and playbooks and you know all that kind of stuff. So, but again, I'm not you. I'm I'm not that guy either. So, but I do want to you know I want to win. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's go jump to the AFC South. Starting off in Houston, we got Andy Acres, the old, the old Andy. Uh, one of the most beloved members of RML. And he takes over the Texans, so that'll be interesting to see him in a, some new unis. Then at the Indianapolis Colts, we have uh, C-Cop, and that was actually a trade with you originally, right? I think. Yes. And then the Jaguars are going to be run by Motherload. And at the Tennessee Titans, we got Sean Harper. So some new faces in the AFC South. What do you think? This one is uh, pretty interesting. Definitely not as high packed with, you know, ex- you know, experience and skill. That, that's the players. nice way of saying so, that this division yeah. sucks. Yeah, I mean, you this never is know a though. Division. Uh, yeah. This is you know, there's always a friendship division every year, and this is it. Uh, Motherload should be. The winner every single year of this. If not, I would be very disappointed in him. And yeah. something has gotten very wrong in Jacksonville if he's not. No offense to other guys, but they're just not on the same level. Motherload competed in a division last year that was pretty. You know, the, you know, we had Ricky Bobby yeah. and Bundy, and I think he had a few, and he had, he had some decent playoff wins too. And he yeah. also had some really good seasons where he had like like twelve, thirteen win seasons a couple times. So. Now that I mean, he I think he had even a number one seed at least one point, but I, go ahead. I think of the other three guys, my pick to make a run would probably be Andy. Honestly, Andy yeah, was, is probably the, say, goat, yeah. the goat GM, but the stick skills are not always there. But maybe this year is the year they turns it around. Last um, year, offensively, he he took leaps and bounds in my opinion from where he used to be, uh, which is you know he. I feel like his offense has definitely become his best asset, which so if he can, you know, just get the defense down and obviously limit, you know, turnovers, things like that, he's definitely, he's in the right position to take a big step. And that is the division that you can really, you know, succeed in, you know, having, you know, six games and four of them against, you know, teams that he, he should generally beat. Um, but Seacop is another one that I think took a big step towards the end of Madden. Uh, 20 and um, he I know he beat me a couple times um, you know if he gets a good running back um, he's he, he has the stick skills in the run game to be pretty much one of the top five or top 10 rushing teams and that that's a huge thing I, obviously we don't know for sure how it's going to play out with man 21 but 
I think that he took a big step having, um, and obviously, you know, him having Aaron Donald and like a pretty solid defense helps him out too. So I think it'll be about him building a good team to, to be able to compete. I agree. All right. I think you summed it up pretty well. Yeah. And Sean, I mean, we love you, Sean. We hope you do well. We just got to see more. Yeah. Make us talk about you. Yeah, exactly. Just get some big upset wins and, uh, then make us change our mind because, I mean, that's all it takes really is just some, I mean, and obviously we're going to pay a lot more attention at the beginning than we, you know, used to. You know, that's generally how it works is we uh, we talk a lot more about actual games and stuff. So, all right, AFC West. This is a spicy meatball. It's a spicy division over here. AFC West, we got Charlie as the Broncos. Monkey as his hometown Chiefs, Danny as his always uh, favorite Raiders. Las and Vegas this in time. the newly Las Vegas, yes. So we'll see how that changes nothing. And Mr. Chowder over here as the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, go charge, go. So, what's your over under on how many chat outbursts there are after an interdivisional game? This Madden from anybody from anybody. In this division. Oh, oh, in this division, I mean, per season, I'd say, man, probably. Well, let's see how many division games there are. There, everyone plays each other twice, so that's what. Shy, I don't even know. I'm not going to count that, but, but um, yeah, I mean, I would say like five. <laughs> this biggest, I think. Well, I mean, I, be... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay, the two biggest, um. The, the people who are the most vocal, I would say, are Monkey and Charlie for sure. I mean, obviously, Danny's very vocal, and, and you can be vocal too. So, uh, I mean, all four of you, you know, and and, and the history between you guys um, in general, not as much, not as much Charlie, but between you you three, Monkey, Danny, and Brad, definitely will come into play a lot. And I'm sure Charlie will develop his own history and rivalries with you guys as well. I just, uh, I hope my controllers survive. That's what I hope, but no, man, I'm excited because I've been looking forward to a challenge. I mean, last year, you didn't really give me any challenge. Uh, it was too easy for me, and okay. Okay. We, everybody kept uh, talking shit about, oh, you're in an easy division, but this is my year. You know, I traded. I got out of the friendship division, and I want to prove myself, um, and man, I'm looking forward to these games. I think, I don't know if I'll be able to win the division. Like Danny, Danny is obviously the number one. I feel like, and Monkey and Charlie are both, you know, above-average players at least. And you know, it's gonna, it's gonna. I think this is one of those divisions where it's gonna be tight all the way all season. Every game is gonna matter. And uh, man, I, this is the place. I, I didn't talk about it yet, but the seventh playoff spot. I am so yeah, excited for that. I this know year. that's a whole new, that, whole new ball game. That is my for everybody. I mean, this everyone should be excited about that. I, I think you can get three teams from this division into the Oh, you can get playoffs. four. I mean, Is that even possible? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's you could always get three because you can get division winner and then two wild cards. That's happened before many times before. The, the, the new thing is getting possible, getting but... Yeah, why not? Everyone's like you, you have to play I mean, each had, other though. Yeah, but if you know, a lot of splits and then uh, you, you just beat up on everyone else. So like there would have to be a lot to go right for that to happen. Yeah, but of course. I'm not division, saying it's if there's any division for that to happen, I could see it being this one. Yeah, it definitely could. Yeah, I agree that Danny's the favorite. Um, 
And by the way, just coming back to our, our your little trash talk uh, against me, uh, I, I can't wait till you don't have a, a top two X Factor running back for six seasons. See how you do then. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I feel like you, you guys are all going to compete pretty well. And um, but that's the one thing; it, it, it can be kind of a bloodbath. I don't, I don't know if anyone's going to be, you know, sweeping the division or anything. It's probably going to be a lot of four and twos and three and threes records and even for the top dogs. So, um, except maybe Danny, cause yeah, I mean, we'll see how he does though. He does, doesn't seem to like this game very much. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that, uh, that, we definitely will have to keep an eye on that AFC West as it's once again, one of the spiciest, feistiest divisions we've seen. Um, all right, let's jump over to the NFC. At the NFC East, this is uh, another kind of interesting one, but uh, in a different way. So we got the Cowboys as good old Big Dick Vic. And then we got in New York with the Giants is Kunk. The Eagles moving over from in the same division from Washington is Irish Lightning. And then... The Washington football team, the first ever RML Washington football team, is Han. All right, so interesting division. Not a lot of guys that really stick out as the favorite, really, in my opinion. I, I think on paper, we were talking about this before, pre-podcast, I think Kunk should be the favorite in this division, but I could definitely see him not winning this division, too. Uh, yeah, it depends. It really depends on a lot of things. Obviously, team plays a big factor as always, but I would. I'm. I'm thinking Han makes a step up. I mean, he's. Got, I don't know. He's, he's been, been talking a lot. Been, yeah, he's been real. Like he's into the game. He's in the last few seasons of twenty. I mean, yeah, he's always got you know a, a outside stuff going on too, which you know sometimes comes into play. But I feel like he's gonna start. Like he's been talking about how he had, he never got to really you know, lab and practice and kind of get his, he kind of never really got his rhythm going for Madden 20. Um, if he does, you know, if he starts to actually, you know, grind and work the game a little bit and understand uh, the nuances, then, you know, you never know. I feel like, uh, like you said, Kunk on paper is should be good, but he's definitely underperformed way too many times for me to be confident enough to say he's going to be, the clear division favorite every year. I'm definitely not as confident in Han as you. It's like it's one thing to go from oh just missing the playoffs to making a run for you know obviously different Maddens and stuff, but like he had a good team last year. I feel like he had Joe Burrow. He had, um, for the first few him. years his team got really old really fast. He and that's part of team building. It, it, it he he never was able to to overcome that. He because again he wasn't as invested as he should have been. But he said this before, but I mean, yeah, like the fact that he had, you know, he had a lot of great guys, but they were all really old. And and a lot of them were like X factors. I mean, we talked about his team in one of the first few episodes, um, just how stacked they were. But like you said, like it's all about managing that team over time. And yeah, it's if you can't, you know, replace those guys quickly. I mean, that's why I got, like you said, Andy's one of the best at that because he's, you know, trading and picking up free agents and does well in the draft. Like, that all that all plays into it. It's not just about user skill. I'll have to see more. This, but I'm not putting my vote of confidence in him yet. But All right, maybe it's another, maybe another beast mode situation. 
right. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Vic, again, yeah, he was in a really tough division. So uh, hopefully he, he steps it up. I feel like he definitely will will play better and, and be more confident. I feel like a lot of his confidence got lost in that division, just, you know, getting kind of pushed around a lot. So I feel like having a little bit easier of a time should help him to kind of get his groove back. And Irish, you know, still pretty new. He's he's done, you know, some some decent wins here and there, but yeah, definitely a lot more to prove um, than most of the guys. All right, and NFC North, our old division, and making his way over to the Bears. Weasel, yeah, Weasel did it, boys. He, he weaseled. He 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 lived up to the name. Weaseled his way out. We we've all heard the jokes and you know it is what it is uh the lions are going to be run by the dog father packers are going to be taken by zach and the vikings another newcomer and one that has quickly risen as in my opinion an elite player uh mickey hey mickey you're so funny uh i think weasel is the favorite here in my opinion because he weasels his way out into no. this easy division i disagree and uh you know weasel we know you're a bitch uh oh. just keep dodging you won't face any real competition it is a shame and you know you deserve more fire from have the mercy and i can't He's wait dead. to witness his first round exits every single season and failing to get a ring for the second Madden in a row. That's oh what I'm afraid. What a brutal, brutal analysis. He slaughtered him, folks. That one's out of the park. I disagree though. I think uh I think Mickey is the favorite and I think he's gonna win uh the division more often than Weasel if if not every year. Cause I I I, I think he's really good and I think he's gonna be one of the top five players every year in this game. So I that guess we'll find out. High praise for a newcomer. I mean, have you, wa- you watched him, right? I mean, he, he went, he had, what, 14-2? and two? He, he, I don't think he ever had less than 12 wins the first few seasons he was in. I mean, so the pressure is on you, Mickey. Yeah, really high praise from, uh, from Cheese over here. Yeah. yeah, don't let me down. Don't let so, me down. Uh, he'll be one of the big targets that we'll be talking about every week. It's I will. checking in on you, so, you know, we'll I be watching cry. your games, Mickey. I will cry so, on air if you let me know. Uh, and for the rest of the division, Zach, I don't really know too much about. I didn't really see too much of his gameplay. Um, so just another Average. thing, he's got to see a little bit more. And, the dog, you know, Dog obviously struggled a lot in real life last year, and, you know, we all know about those struggles. And uh, I'm, we're glad that he's back and, you know, ready to play. Seems like and he's been playing. Uh, I mean, he played a lot at the end. Like, yeah, no. And he had no no issues right, with activity, like the, and he he actually had a lot of really good wins and a lot of really close games. That's what I'm saying. So I think dog, dog could be a sleeper in this division. I I think wild card for sure. Like, there's no question he's going to be in the wild card picture most years, but I I just don't know if he like, has the ability to this, keep up with two guys in his division. This that is are kind of random. Dependent. Kind of random, but on topic. It's, just, yeah. it's kind of crazy looking down at all these 32 teams. And, like, you can make an argument that most of these guys are pretty damn good, you know? And, like, yeah. they all have a shot. It's just, like, the collection of talent in this league is amazing. Yeah. The fact that the thing that's crazy that's so funny is 
if you these guys that are you know considered bottom dwellers or whatever you know and i've been there you go to other leagues and you're immediately like top five player in that in those leagues and a lot of them like it, it really is such a collection of really talented skilled players in this league and and we attract that which is awesome so we've built a reputation and you know obviously we want to keep that I mean, so it's, any, it's anyone that balance of fun anyone that doesn't have success in this league should still feel super good about like their skill level and just being here in general because this really is one of the better better leagues in as far as talent and competition that there probably ever has been in Madden. And obviously, that's an unbiased opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to it. All right. NFC South. The Falcons over in Hotlanta are going to be run by the always popular, the ever-lovable, and our favorite player and person to hate, Tendi. And... Over in Carolina, we got Doe Boy and the Panthers. And, of course, taking up the Saints and a controversial trade, BLD, his hometown favorite team, of course. And at Tampa Bay Bucks is Ricky Bobby. Very interesting division here. Uh, another one where it, there's going to be a lot of blood and a lot of interesting developments, I say. I think um, BLD versus Doughboy. Panthers versus Saints, like how we used to do Game of the Week in Madden 20. Mm-hmm. Those will be those two games will be Games of the Weeks every single time they play. Yeah. BLD versus Doughboy. The bad blood. Yep, the, Heat, the animosity. It's, Panthers it's versus the Saints. Very Everything is brewing up potent. for an explosion. Uh, yep. It's going to be very exciting to watch those games, and, and we'll see what... Types of teams they draft, but BLD has already always got a good team. See, see if he'll uh, continue the Saints dynasty in RML. But Ricky Bobby, how about Ricky Bobby, man, making the Super Bowl in season nine of Madden Twenty? Yeah, we knew he had. We knew he a had a little bit of an asterisk, obviously, but yeah, but still, well done. Still, I mean, it's still, still have to beat a lot of people. It's a Super Bowl appearance, exactly, and uh, nothing to take. And you know, he's kind of he's developed. Like he is a, the type of person that he's developed throughout his time in RML. In the beginning, yeah. when he well, came over yeah, last year, started in Madden Twenty. That's when he got here. Like that was, his, I think that and, was. Maybe he might have been at the very end of nineteen, but I think he his. I think and he was here since season last one. Last year was last year was the first year. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he was here and, from season one on. And he struggled in season the early seasons. But yeah. Because you know it was a tough a transition. Mediocre. Yeah. But he made the transition. So like this is what we're talking about. If you bottom feeders that we maybe gloss over a little bit. If you guys do what Ricky Bobby did, did, and you know develop as a user. Go. Yeah. Then we'll be talking about you like we are right now. Yeah, I mean, he made some, obviously, the biggest thing that we talked about him a lot was all the trades, and, you know, some people felt like he was, you know, kind of ruining his team and stuff, and he definitely made some questionable trades, but he obviously also made a lot of really good trades. I mean, getting Christian McCaffrey, like, halfway through Madden 20 was probably the best trade anyone's made, and one of the best trades anyone's made. I mean, he used him so well, and, you know, he was still so skillful, even at the very end, like... That's a, a really, really solid roster management uh, move by him. And, yeah, like he's, I mean, we started off in the AFC East in Madden 20, kind of all over the place. I mean, I think 
there was a winner every other like every year there was a different winner but then all of a sudden he started making his way up and he never let go of the top and he basically became the favorite in that division just like that so yeah he, he obviously learned his opponents he studies he seems like he's a very smart guy and he uh i feel like he's yeah he's he's gonna give bld and dope a, a good run for it and then uh, our favorite tendy i think he's gonna suck <laughs> the expectations are pretty low right now for him as far as results go this season but this is the players. type of, this is the type of division where you become a better player by just being in it. Exactly. And you're going to play three good users six times a year. You're going to learn from that. You're going to learn, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, this is what they're doing. And you take that from them, and you see what they're doing, and you translate it into your game, and you become a much better player. And who knows, with the seventh wild card spot, with the seventh playoff spot, Easily. anything is possible. There's NFC is, I mean, I think both conferences are pretty balanced so i'm not gonna say any one is better than the other but there definitely is plenty of wild card spots where he could easily make his i mean he, he had some good seasons especially uh, there's a few seasons where he started off real hot and didn't finish as good um but i feel like he he can definitely do it if he just you know keeps at it uh especially if he you know drafts a good team and has you know i think a good running back would help a lot i feel like when yeah. when when he ended up getting what was it kendall bishop that helped him a lot, like oh, having a, a top top tier running back. And um, after, what was I gonna say? So Tendi, oh, so obviously, like winning division games is important for winning the division and just winning games in general. But even if you just steal like one division game, if you take care of your out of division schedule, which should be easier than your division if it's a tough division, then you should right. be in a good spot for a wild card. So you yeah. just gotta win those out of. Yeah, he's going to have maybe third or fourth place schedules a decent amount. So, yeah, he's going to be, you know, playing some of the weaker, at least, you know, on paper, the weaker uh, guys in the other divisions. So, but also one thing, I mean, he he was just last year in with a uh, division with Doughboy. So, and I know he beat him a few times. Yeah, he beat him a couple of times. Yeah. So, I mean, he obviously knows what it takes and he has the ability to do that. So, I guess we'll see how it plans out. But, yeah. We're rooting for you this year. This season two, it's a new, a new character arc for Cheese. Uh, it, he, <laughs> we, I no longer hate Tandy. So yeah, but that, but that could change by episode to episode. All right, NFC West, final division, and let's get through it. The Arizona Cardinals, Brucey Bruce, Brucey badass, the. Los Angeles, I almost said St. Louis Rams. Uh, that was old. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams are one of the favorites. Snorts, good old snorts in the Rams. And the Niners, once again, is going to be run by Phil. And at the Seahawks, his former brother's team, taking over Beast Mode. All right, let's go talk about these guys. I mean, obviously... I, mean, I feel like there's two guys definitely that are a step above with Beast and Bruce. But and they were I, I, and they were just in the last throw, division. I could even throw Phil in that conversation though. Yeah, he had I mean he's shown definitely spurts. Um if he I don't know who his keeper is uh for this this next Madden, but you know, having Chavez definitely, like I said, was a big factor in his, his but he but he drafted well. I mean he, he definitely had pretty solid team building. Um but yeah, I would say there he might be just a step down 
in as far as abilities from Bruce and Beast. We talked about Bruce in the Hall of Fame thing with how good his offense is. Uh, that's going to be another fun showing depending on how their their um, skills line up uh, and also how their teams line up because you know Bruce might build his team around offense versus Beast might build his around defense because those are their strengths. And obviously we saw them two matched up you know, many games, you know, what, at least 18 games in Madden 20. So they obviously have a lot of um, experience playing each other, and they're very familiar um, with their each of their styles. So it'll be a pretty good battle. I, honestly, I don't know who I'd pick most of the time because, like, we Beast has definitely had his good seasons, but he's also, you know, not always at, on top of his game. Same with Bruce, really. They, yeah, people figured out Beast, like, if you could just score a little bit, <laughs> you yeah. could pretty much win. And uh, Bruce... But that's the just, problem. His defense yeah. is so good, so tough. Um, and then Bruce is, you know, always an offensive threat. Last year he was, and we'll see what he does, like you said. Uh, but, you know, Snorts, you know, he could make a run, as long as he doesn't blow up his team again. And if he's learned his lesson and just sticks with his guys yeah. that he has and doesn't make any stupid trades... No more Mr. You know, nice Guy. Snorts. Yeah, this is what we want this year. We want a just straight animal, all beast, just no, no bullshit, no, no, no shit taken. Just kick ass, take names, and win, baby. That's what we want. Yeah, so, but, uh, and think... wild card spot again is going to be open, you know, for him too. I mean, I'm trying to look and see. Well, we'll be t- I mean, well, it's going to be tough because they're say they're, NFC South. Yeah, you get like three teams from there, then that's yeah, taken. You know, it so. is, and then you got Weasel and Mickey, one of those teams. So it's it is going to be real big, tough. Yeah, with those it's two, gonna... just those two divisions. Can Can you imagine the tiebreakers in like Week 16 for wild card spots? Like, how many people are going to be close to a wild card spot? Yeah, it's going to be. It's I gonna, mean, it's going to be I, so exciting. There's going to be a lot of like eight, eight and eight, nine and seven guys. Probably. I can't. I can't eight. wait for week like the last couple of weeks of the regular season. In season yeah. one, I've seen all these playoff races going on. Man, it's going to be so exciting. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so, well that, yeah, that's the, that's uh, the teams one in the last division. thing. So, obviously, we'll probably, we'll probably do another episode after the draft once everybody gets their teams settled. Uh, but right now, based off a of user, what is your Super Bowl matchup for season one? Okay. Let me, uh, let me ponder that. Do you have yours ready? I'm gonna say uh, myself and Weasel. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> that would be. Oh, I didn't realize that that could happen. Wow, that is. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if somehow that happens? Yeah, that the world would explode. That would be amazing. So, uh, realistically, I think you can never bet against Tillman, right? Yeah, like, that's definitely. It's gonna be. I mean, Danny and Tillman are. And I mean, Danny and Tillman and Sar are gonna be definitely three of the. So the deep playoff run guys in the AFC. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then BLD. I, I mean, is that is that too easy? BLD. I know, right? BLD Tillman again. Like, how many times do we got to see it? <laughs> I mean, that 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 that's a safe pick. I mean, I'll say that's probably the safest pick anyone could make. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit out of the box. I'm gonna say uh, Mickey versus Danny, Chargers versus Vikings. That's my pick. Raiders, Raiders. Not or yeah, let's say no, not you. you said, oh, hey, hey, hey. Oh, so you're picking me already? Subconsciously, Damn. no. Wow. Yeah. Raiders, like... Raiders, Vikings. Yeah. Jesus. No Chargers. I, I do hope. I mean, obviously, it's good. You know, if you're good, you're good. But I do hope to see some different Super Bowl matchups this year, and like 
Yeah, who knows? Sure. Who knows what happens? But it'd be uh, awesome. I think we will. Games. Yeah, with the different alignments and things, I think we definitely will see some. I feel like both are, both sides are pretty equal as and balanced. I think there's three or four like top level, you know, top ten guys that are probably on each side, and then uh, you know the the mid mid level guys are pretty well balanced and stretched out. Obviously, in the divisions are different, but as far as AFC and NFC go. Um, yeah, it should be pretty interesting. I'm definitely going to be looking forward to it. I mean, playoffs is always is always fun to kind yeah, of and it's see be what happens. Better this year with uh, six games on wildcard weekend, right? Oh, true. Yeah, one, number one seed is even more important. So that's going to be a yeah, whole, so what, a whole what, new thing at the end of the yeah. So get season. oh, that's because it used to not matter. One number two, one, yeah, one, number two, two doesn't get now, a five. You got to get that one seed, man. Yep. If you can, you get That'd that five. Huge. Yeah. So the Whoever gets that might have might have the but real especially, advantage. Especially because then they'll be playing. They you know they could play a seven or C or like, something. Like what but, we were saying. Like so, say because the first weekend would be two v seven, three v six, four v five, right? Mm-hmm. And in this league, like we were saying about how deep some of these conferences are, that seven seed could, could be easily beat the two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you got so you get a seed. seven, and then you play the one. But it could the seven could be you know. A pretty good player too. So, but still, you're playing. But, but like, so if you're the seven seed, you got to beat the two seed, and then you got to go beat the one seed. Like the one. That's a I hard, mean, hard ask. Yeah, I mean, it's not that much different than the six seed in past man, past games. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, and I, it's I more, like it's more games much. though. A yeah, buy is a chance seed. is not. You know, you got no chance to lose at the end of buy. You know. Yeah. Well, true. That's a very astute observation. <laughs> All right, we'll end it there. It's been almost an hour. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We're glad to be back, and hopefully we'll be getting these out a lot more frequently now that the new game is out. Uh, hopefully, you know, once every week or two, probably. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll figure it out from there. But, yeah, glad to be back. It's definitely going to be an uh, interesting ride. I'm looking forward to uh, the draft. I mean, that's going to be – that's always fun, you know, building your team that's probably one of everyone's favorite parts i feel like so yeah good luck everyone that's going to be it's just going to be awesome another word looking forward to it uh let's have another fun season let's get another nine seasons in yeah yeah we'll see (laughs) nine was nine was a stretch and it was a cruel but ah it was worth it boys it was worth it all right signing off Cheese and chowder. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Cheese and chowder. Whoops. Cheese, cheese, chowder. Oh, oh.